welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. This is Johnny. Anyway, so uh, I actually went to uh, Disneyland over the weekend, and specifically I went to Galaxy's Edge. So after listening to uh, Albert talk about Galaxy's Edge for the last, what, six months almost, I think? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I finally went there and experienced it uh, myself, and I I gotta say it's actually totally worth the hype and stuff like that. It's very very cool and stuff like that. They everything they you they say about Galaxy's Edge is true. You kind of walk into you walk in there and it's totally immersive and stuff like that. Uh, it's like a three hundred and sixty degree experience. Like, you know, every nook, every cranny is like Star Wars, this specific planet and stuff like that. It's very very cool and stuff like that. You know, I, I dig it a lot. Ha-ha, did you have any doubts? All right, yeah. I see Mickey Mouse. Uh, pull it off. Uh, Albert has mentioned all the sort of like the details that they put in, into it. I, I, I'll just I'll tell you about uh, the one I noticed. So uh, I went on the Millennium Falcon uh, smugglers run thing and stuff like that. And then it kind of mm-hmm. at one point the line sort of snakes to the back, so it actually goes outside of the Galaxy's Edge uh, uh, area, right? So it's in the back of the backstage and stuff like that. So you. If it, if if they spent if they didn't put as much detail into it, you would see office buildings, warehouses, and all that stuff. But you know they deliberately put these craters, these container ships, to kind of block your view. And the containers are sort of painted and designed with alien uh, languages and stuff like that. So it's just it's just that kind of detail. It's literally anywhere you look, you can't see the outside world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible and stuff like that. And at one point. When you go inside into the Millennium Falcon thing and stuff like that, there's, you know, a lot of uh, rides have it where they have, like, kind of dialogue and play uh, in the speaker and stuff like that, part of the thing. But then there's this uh, space engine, right? And then the dialogue is actually synced in with the, the prop, you know what I mean? At some, point, at some point, these two engineers are talking about, like, hey, should we test the booster, t- test the rudder or something like that? Test, make it go left, then make it go right. And then the, the prop that they have, at, at, it's synced up so it goes left and goes right and stuff like that it's pretty it's just amazing it's oh, just incredible it sounds like to me you haven't visited Disneyland in a long I time I haven't visited Disneyland in a long time because that's a regular thing in our park <laughs> it's very cool I haven't I actually speaking of which that's the other thing uh, out, sort of outside, outside the Galaxy Edge thing Disneyland's experience it's very expensive and stuff like that I haven't been there since like Grand Night it's like 130 and stuff like that and this and you know it's super expensive. I was there for like six hours, and we only ran on like five rides. You know what I mean? That's because the Disney Corporation needs your money Good to Lord. make more galaxies. <laughs> yeah, like before, uh-huh. I, I I was curious. To, I like people keep recently. People, uh, the last few years, everybody's talked about. Oh, they have these seasonal passes. They get pissed when the seasonal passes go up. I'm like, why do you need to go to Disneyland that much? And then I realized, my God, there's too much stuff to do. You can't do it in in one day and stuff. You know what I mean? It's just incredible and stuff like that. Hey, anyway, oh, by the way, we didn't spend any money because we actually got uh, what do you call uh, free tickets. We won a raffle and stuff like that. So we didn't pay for it and stuff like that. Oh, but, cool! Nice. I, I didn't know we were giving those things away. Yeah, hey, that hey, doesn't hey, make hey. sense to yeah, me. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and the other bumper thing I was telling uh, Albert too is like uh, I was really looking forward to go- going on the Guardian of the Galaxy ride and stuff like that. But it's on a, it's in a different land. God damn it. It's in California Adventures. It's not in Disneyland proper and stuff like that. So that's right, John that, that, You have to give me more money oh, to ride that ride. Yeah, bend oh. me, God damn, bend me over, Mickey, and stuff like that. But anyway, the Galaxy, uh, the Galaxy has, it's just very cool. It's very, it's just very gnarly. It, it's, it's just very cool. I mean, you get the Stormtroopers with the Kylo Ren, the little bits of comedy and stuff like that. It's, you see, uh, what do you call it? A chewy smuggling around, you know, hiding and stuff like that. It's very cool. It's just very cool. It's just very cool vibe and stuff like that. It's very cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. We were able to get on our new ride. Rise oh, of course the not. Resistance. God damn it. No, of course not. Everywhere <laughs> you look at once, even it started in the parking lot and then it went at the ticket line. Everywhere you look, there's these signs say, Rise of Resistance sold out today. Well, not sold out, but it's all filled up. You, you can't get on Galaxy uh, Rise of Resistance and stuff like that. No, forget about it. So, yeah, we we got there around 10. And it was way too late to, to get on it and stuff like that. So, yeah, no way. But the Millennium Falcon ride is totally cool, very awesome. Uh, just in that little waiting area, I, I kind of wish we could stay in that little waiting area because it's just a recreation of the Millennium Falcon with the chessboard and everything. It's very, very cool. The detail and stuff like that, it's very cool. I've never been on a movie set, but I imagine it looks something like it. You know what I mean? It's the detail and all that stuff. It's very cool. It's just very, very cool. I, I Big oh, thumbs man. up. I can't wait to come visit. Yeah, it's totally worth it. It's, to- it's just totally cool. And this is the first time I actually I've been to Disneyland like – in a non-summer time when it's not hot and stuff like that it was like mm-hmm. only like six degrees oh 
chef's kisses and stuff like that. It's 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 wonderful and stuff like that. It's good. It's cool. Did you like say that your your nephew met Kylo Ren? Yeah. Uh, what guy? Yeah, it was part of the whole thing where you know they're you know Kylo Ren and his stormtroopers are looking for the resistance fighter, but they're also recruiting people and to join the the first order and stuff like that. <laughs> they were recruiting kids. Too, yeah, right? yeah, and they would you know once the kids started Child gathering, soldiers. yeah, once they start once they get like a crowd of people around them, they'll they'll you know they'll pick out specifically like little kids, line them up, and try to recruit them into the first order. It's very cute. It's very adorable and stuff like that. It's good. It's just it's just good times, man. It's just good good. Good times. What they need to do is recruit themselves to Disney University right, and be a Disneyland <laughs> cast member. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely go back. I definitely, if it wasn't so expensive, I definitely consider uh, like an annual pass, but it's super expensive. I don't know if I would do that. And then, make, and and then we just raised the price today, too. I, <laughs> they don't, do, do you guys know if they have those, uh, what do you call it, uh, SoCal uh, residents, those, those discounts? Do you even have those anymore? We sure do. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Anything to get your money, you know, man. Seriously. Good luck. <laughs> But I like it a lot. Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. It's, it's definitely worth the hype. So, yeah. anyways, yeah. On this 275th episode of the show, uh, we're gonna share our reactions to Parasite winning big in the Oscars. Uh, we're gonna th- we're gonna talk about Valentine's Day gift alternative. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day's <laughs> gifts alternatives. So a lot of S's there. Uh. And then uh, <laughs> on the top of the what's that? Sorry, what? I'm oh, sorry, what? There's like two S's. Valentine's Day's gifts alternatives. Alternative Valentine oh. gifts. Valentine's Day's yeah. gifts. You can switch around. Alternative, alternative <laughs> gifts for Valentine's Day. You know? there you go. Un- unconventional Valentine gifts. Valentine's Day. Some of unconventional. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them are. Yeah. And then on top of the episode, me and John May are going to talk about uh, uh, Birds of Prey, the no. fantabulous emancipation yeah. of one Harley Quinn. Quinn. Which they shortened it down to Harley Quinn's Colin uh, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ask me if I've seen it. Have you seen it? No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Give me a phone for that. All right. Here is hoping. Here is hoping. Oh, well. So be it. So on the uh, 92nd, 92nd Oscars, uh, mm-hmm. Parasite was the nice big surprise of the night, mm-hmm. considering the fact that a lot of people, I guess, weren't expecting that to win. Right. Because, you know, winning the... They, I did. <laughs> well, yeah, you did. Yeah, that's yeah, right. In the yearly prediction, Ruthie actually did say Parasite, even though she hasn't seen the movie mm-hmm. at, at that particular time. But um, we, our, me and Jami's logic made, makes sense. Yeah. They're going to give it the International Film Award to Parasite, and then something right. else is going to take Best Picture. But lo and behold, Parasite actually won Best Picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if I had to redo it, I yeah, I, it kind of seems obvious now because leading up to the Academy Awards, it won everything else. You know what I mean? It won mm. a bunch of BAFTA, SAG Awards, and stuff like that. It had a lot of momentum uh, going into the night. Yeah, but not as much as 1917. In in terms of box office, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, box even office. even awards. Yeah. I don't think it won that many. Uh, Producers Guild 1917 won. Was that who? Is that one of yeah. Producers Guild? Okay. So that's that's one of them, uh, but it didn't win the BAFTA, right? And then and that's a British movie. I, I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know who won the who, who won I, I the believe it's uh, Parasite. Yeah, was it really Parasite? Let's, let's say let's say I'm right. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Say you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll say you're right. yeah, yeah. But there's the, no way we can look it up. I mean, it's like we have access to something. The thing like is Google. though is that it's unprecedented. Yeah, because usually, like like we all assume, it, they're just gonna toss it to the international film. Award the uh, right. foreign film best picture, best and then film. give the best picture to something else. Right, we all yeah. assume that it's like it's like having the animated uh, future win best picture. Yeah, which I guess is next. But the, yeah, the fact that they pulled it off was amazing. it's a total seismic shift. It's the equivalent of of going back and giving uh, 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 the Dark Knight nominating Dark Knight and having it won. It's like going back and having uh, Toy Story get nominated and win and stuff like that. It's that it's that momentous of a of a right. of a of a, of a, a thing that happened. It's I mean the past thing. the past five years they or the past five years, the first the past couple of years they've been improving the membership of the academy right. by getting more younger people in, getting more people with the with diversity getting into the right. academy. And then Green Book won last year. So yeah, like, and yet Green yeah. Book won last yeah. year yeah. anyway. Yeah. So so but the thing is though is that it's slowly moving. It's slowly right. moving into the direction of the way it should be. Yeah. In terms of like like who should win the awards? It isn't always the old fogies that they yeah. decide. Yeah, and the weird know? thing is, based on the nominations this year for the uh, four acting awards, you you would think again it's another step backwards because there's only what two people of color and stuff like that were right. nominated. So it's like that's that's one of the reasons why I didn't think Parasite was going to win 
You know what I mean? Because like just based on nominations, but based on nominations, the number of awards that they could have given to people of color, not just parasites of that, but other people of color, it's pretty impressive. Like Taika Waititi won Best Adapted Screenplay and stuff. Like yeah, that. he did. He That's did. pretty cool. That was surprising. And the lady who th- who scored the Joker won. You know, so yeah, yeah, so it's good times. Yeah, yeah. Um, now Paris they pretty much broke some rules. Besides the whole yeah. winning the Best Picture when. First, Eng- first non-English language movie to win the best picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- first best picture that didn't get, didn't win the editing prize. I believe not the first one. All oh, right, okay. But I mean that was one of the signs. Also, no acting noms right. for this movie, yeah. which is unusual for a best picture as well. The previous, the previous one that that did that was. Uh... You don't want to guess what it is? No, no. I, Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire. And what do those two movies have in common? That's true. Yeah. And what do those two people, uh, what do those two movies have in common? Uh, minority films. There you go. <laughs> That's why people were upset. Some people were f- upset with the, uh, especially the people, the actors in SAG. Like the people, like the actors, everyday Hollywood actors would be like, oh, Parasite's great. And, but they're the largest voting body and they could have nominated uh, some uh, acting awards. Parasite won the SAG. No, no, I'm, no, I'm talking about individually. Oh, they individually. won. The, they won the ensemble for for SAG, but right. individual. But they could have nominated individual actors. Uh, but you know, but at the end of the day, they went with Americans and stuff like that. Is what I'm saying. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true too. That's true too. Yeah. So yeah, but, but you, you, I mean, uh, for the three of us as Asians, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it oh wait, is hold on, oh, uh, Parasite did one more thing and stuff like that. It's one of the rare instances where the best movie of the year. Actually, actually won. True, true, yeah. true. I, I was just telling a coworker this too. It's like every year I have to always find some excuse to explain why the Academy voted for X Best Picture. Right. I have to try to justify yeah. how that happened. Right? This year, I don't know justification at all. It's just yeah. the best movie actually won the Best Picture. Last time it, it happened. Yeah. Last time it happened. Should, I feel like Parasite had everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last, last time it happened where the Best Picture actually won the Best Picture Oscar, maybe Moonlight and then maybe Schindler's List. I think maybe uh, Schindler's List. Yes, Moonlight. I still argue that that wasn't necessarily the best picture. Because you're racist. <laughs> I'm just and, saying. And homophobic. It's a double whammy. As Asians, it's also a huge achievement having yeah. an Asian movie win Best Picture. I never That's seen not so, English. Yeah, yeah. I never seen so many so many Asians on TV and stuff like that. And speaking a native language and stuff like that, it's a beautiful yeah. moment. It's a it's a beautiful yeah. stuff. Actually, I didn't watch it live. I actually followed it kind of on Twitter. But all the clips of them and stuff like that, it's very moving. And Bong Joon Ho's speech for winning best director is very yeah. moving, very mm-hmm. powerful stuff. It's it's unbelievable. It's beautiful stuff. And and also the part where and none of that, but the but the the, the two producers, one of the two producers of Parasite right. are also female as well. Right. So that kind of adds to that, and then when the second one came in to talk, and they, they turned on the lights, yeah, the whole crowd was was really wanted her to speak, it, which is amazing. Yeah, I can't believe like it's best picture. It's the last award. It's of the end night. of the night. You're already over. More than yeah. seconds they normally give them. Well, yeah. the the lighting the lighting person clearly didn't know who was going up to the mics right. because he didn't know who those people are. It was so. very <laughs> it was very moving for me to see uh, Tom Hanks, Charlie Theron. They're in the front seat and they, they just yelling, telling them, "Hey, turn the lights yeah. back on." And stuff. But and, I mean, it, you weren't watching it live, but but when they announced Parasite, the whole yeah. crowd in the Oscars they looked so elated. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. it, re- it really it really felt like the the academy actually was rooting for the par- par- prize yeah 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 cuz it's i've seen other interviews like uh of like for example uh, uh Roger Deakins the cinematographer he was talking about like if he if besides 1917 his movie he would have voted for parasite so cuz it, it, it's that movie and it, it's not good and stuff like that i think uh other people people in that room felt the same it's like one of those things where they it's clearly the best movie of the year you know what i mean it's clearly the best movie that was nominated in that bunch you know what yeah. I mean yeah and did you know the the lady that spoke last she's like a billionaire in uh oh, was in, she? In, in, in oh really yeah there's an LA Times <laughs> article the yeah. Korean auntie yeah she's uh they uh she's a billionaire she she has a entertainment conglomerate and stuff like that uh they did a profile on her in LA in the LA Times so if you're interested you can uh look you can look her up but yeah but she's very wow. very rich she's a very very powerful uh lady in Korea the one person that, that that probably should be mentioned is uh, the translator. Yes, the translator mm-hmm. actually is pretty good, and she's also a filmmaker too. Right, and she's you been know. doing she's been doing this for like months now because they've been on this press tour since what October and stuff. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is she is incredible, yeah, and she takes her work seriously. Every every time you see her backstage translating, she has a notepad and pen and pencil and stuff like that. Because apparently, Korean the Korean language it's actually very difficult to translate 
into English and stuff like that. So for her, any Asian language to translate yeah. into English is very di- difficult yeah. just because of the way the struct it's structured. Yeah, it's completely it's different. Very different. Yeah. So big thumbs up to uh, uh, Sharon Choi. The the thing is though is that there was actually um, it seems so natural, like like the way when when he speaks in Korean uh-huh. and then she translated it for whatever reason. They have it done pat because yeah. it never felt awkward. It yeah. just felt like a natural thing that you're listening yeah. to. And mm-hmm. she, and if you watch them really closely, she knows exactly uh, when to step aside too. You know what I mean? Because right. there are moments where he had he he has I think he has conversational English. You know what I mean? So there are moments where she'll translate and then she'll step aside and then he can he'll come in and speak in English and stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's brilliant. And did you see the the uh, there's a little thing online where uh, later on after they're at a party. And then he, she kind of, he kind of calls her up to translate, and then he says, "No, no, no, not, not this time. I'm okay." It's they, they, they have a good rapport and stuff like that. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably like all the months traveling together. I'm sure they yeah. they practice um, mm-hmm. in private, make sure that they're, yeah. you know, the flow is good, and it's also present. I mean, he is a director, after yeah. all. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not directing that yeah. too. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really they have really good chemistry and stuff like that. It's big, big, so big shout out to uh, Sharon Choi. Yes. yes. Uh, don't. But so, Parasite winning for me, not not just as an Asian, but as a person who likes filmmaking yeah. and and award shows about filmmaker, I guess. Uh, every year now, it's gonna be different. Yeah, I I have a new mm-hmm. I have I've seen the Academy in a new light now. Yeah, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. No more none of I need to remind myself none of this pessimism of oh, it's not gonna win best screenplay because yeah. you know they don't read. Korean, they, yeah. they read English, <laughs> like like you made fun of Ruthie. Well, I don't know. There is K-pop <laughs> coming into the mainstream, so don't be surprised true. if you have a whole American generation yeah. of kids who know Korean. Yeah, at the end of the year, when we, when I make another predictions of Oscars for the following year, I gotta just remember Parasite and go like, oh yeah, Parasite won. I can't make I can't uh, prejudge the Academy right away. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. I think yeah. that's the biggest that's the biggest step in the Academy as far as I'm concerned with mm-hmm. Parasite, Parasite winning. Yeah, that's beautiful stuff, man. Totally. All right, so uh, Valentine's Day. As of this recording, Valentine's Day is coming up very soon. Friday. Friday, yeah, as of this recording. Um, mm-hmm. I, I figured we might as well like, go over a couple of uh, suggestions for people who haven't bought their Valentine's Day mm-hmm. gifts yet. Uh, Jamming you. Oh, wait, that's right. Strap on? What? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? 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 I'm sorry. For whom? I thought this was your man. I thought you meant, oh. Okay, so so I'm looking at this article here. Uh, what, what? This <laughs> boner pills. So if you want to have gifts that is not flowers, PG thirteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's 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 this article here in CNN. Uh, ditch the flowers and give your Valentine one of these creative bouquets instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, the first one is a bouquet of carbs. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's an Olive Garden. I like that. Yeah, it's a breadstick bouquet. Yeah. All right. Wait, can I ask you something? Do do you and Jessica still gift each other on Valentine's Day? Not really. No. Okay. The magic still. Say. The magic still there, man. I was gonna say, whoa. <laughs> do you guys at least go out to get like a fancy dinner? No. Not really. All right. <laughs> it's a hassle on Valentine's Day. Everybody's out. All right. Yes. Uh, so a lot of things here. Uh, <laughs> you guys can get a bouquet of carbs. <laughs> a bouquet of. <laughs> look, 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 it's a bouquet At of donuts. Home, watching Seriously. Netflix. Wow, it's a bouquet of donuts. That's yeah. amazing. And and here's a this bouquet from Hickory Farms includes three types of salami. For fifty bucks. Yeah, I got your salami right here. Woo. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? For Valentine's Day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a bouquet of a, bu- a bouquet of money. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's there's a bunch of yeah. alternative stuff you can we take. Have a donuts, look at that. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just take a look at that. the link is on the show notes, folks. You want to take a look at that one? Here's one called the uh, from Board Panda. Forty-two funny Valentine's Day gifts and cards by people with an unconventional definition of romance. Again, strap on. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. On the top of the list here, number one Peggy. is actually that might not actually be as uncommon as we think. Seriously. Mm-hmm. What's more what's more romantic more romantic than Peggy is all is all I'm saying. So so th- th- there is this uh picture of like a cactus, I guess, and a, a note that says, Dear Matthew, roses are red, cacti are thorny. I just can't help that you make me so wait, this isn't a cactus, is it? Allo you very much. Oh, how happy about So puns is what yeah. you're doing. Right. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't finish the sentence here. Like, but, uh, cacti are thorny. I just can't help that you make me so. So, wait. No. This isn't a cactus? Is it? Ruthie, how oh. can Jamming not get the joke? What? Come on, Jamming. 
I'm not. I'm, I'm very you attention. Do you not, you're not getting out to finish that. Do sentence? you know not known how to rhyme? No, I don't. I, Cacti I don't are thorny. Thorny. I just get help that you make me so. I just can't help that you make me so horny. There we oh, go. That's there finally, you go. finally. Unless it involves the number sixty nine, I don't get these kind of. Oh, uh, here is there a number sixty? No, there's not number sixty nine here. Uh, here's one where it's like a uh, girlfriend called Domino's to send me a surprise heart shaped Valentine's Day pizza while on a business trip. Oh Jesus Christ! The top of the boxes, we tried. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's a pizza shaped like a heart. It looks like they made the, the heart by the top portion of it. At least it looks like they bit, took a bite out of it. I know. <laughs> Good lord. Yes. Uh, let's see. Wait, was she trying to break up with him or? Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a bunch of other stuff here. Oh, here's a teddy bear. Mm -hmm. What the heck? Yeah, number seven. Prepared a teddy bear gift yesterday for my girlfriend. And now it, it looks like this. Oh, that's a visual thing, folks. Just click on the show notes. Hey, it looks like it got wrapped in like a condom and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. Which would be which would be appropriate too yeah. for Valentine's Day. Here's it looks a, like it just it was born and it's still in the birth sack. <laughs> here's one, uh, number nine. My husband's going to love his Valentine's Day surprise. Uh, here's one for uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist DVD. Mm. Happy Valentine's Day. Hope you had a good night at work. How about a romantic movie and some cuddles? And then here's another one. It says, uh, oh, it, it's the same one. Inside, it's, a, it's actually The yeah. Last of Us yeah. uh, video game. You go, just kidding. There's beer in the fridge. Wake me up if you want to bang. Yeah, it's very romantic. Nice. It's a little uh, uh, switch. Bait and switch. Bait and switch, yeah. Mm -hmm. If I scroll down some more, uh, here's another card that says roses are red, but sometimes they're thorny. Horny? Uh, when you're not with me, I get sort of like, oh, corny. Corny. Uh -huh. Cor uh, corny. See? Uh -huh. So I'm playing that again. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of other <laughs> oh, ideas. Oh, this is jamming. Number 13 is jamming. Number 13, let me see. Number 13. Oh, it's number 23. Okay, let me go back. That's about stuff again. 13, 13. Here we go. Shattering Dreams, one V-Day coupon at a time. This coupon is good for one wild night of anal. Hey. Analytical conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Talk about your bait and switch. So Boo. yeah, there, there's some more ideas there. And the uh, last article here is the 31 worst Valentine's Day gifts ever. Uh, atop the list here is cheap flowers. Yeah, I guess. Number two. Yeah. Expired coupons. Who gives coupons for a gift? Seriously. People, <laughs> that, people. people that want to break up. I mean, at least make it a gift card, not a coupon. Seriously. Gift card? Yeah. If you're going to give a gift, not, not for Valentine's Day, I'm just saying like in general. Like, who gives, yeah, in general. Who gives coupons for, for a gift? That's like giving out, yeah, nothing's worse than, worse than a coupon. Mm hmm. <clears throat> Uh, oh, this is funny. Number three is a talking bear, right? And in, in context, it says here, I built a bear from a guy I hadn't been dating very long at all and wasn't super into. He recorded himself saying, I love you. And so when I squeezed the bear, I heard his voice. Yeah, I guess I guess that is kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, jumper cables? Number nine? When I, was, when I was a kid, my dad gave my mom a set of jumper cables for Valentine's Day. As it turns out, the story was a happy ending. He was in the doghouse for a couple nights, but about a week later, her battery dies, and Dad was a hero again. You know what? If <laughs> I had a car, I would so appreciate jumper cables because you never know. Still, <laughs> for Valentine's Day, at least. Yeah, like I mean, it's useful. It's practical. I'm just a practical person. Like, I would be happy if I was gifted with like a super amazing vacuum, which I know sounds sexist, or <laughs> like, you know, a new drill or something. That would make me happy. Yeah. Uh, we'll end with this. Uh, number 15 of, on this list, uh, it's your funeral, literally. There's this ad that says here, if you had no idea what to get her for Valentine's Day, imagine how overwhelming arranging her funeral would be. Give her the perfect gift. Make pre-arrangements as a couple <laughs> with an affordable funeral home. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, at least you'll be buried together. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right. It's like, ah, oh, thanks, honey. You're already planning my death. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Let me ask you, what's, what's the weird thing? the most unusual Valentine's Day gift that you've probably given your wife? Uh, nothing. I'm not. I'm not very creative. I usually just do flowers. Aww. Aww. Just flowers. Aww. I'm not. I'm not very creative. I, I used just do flowers. <laughs> well, you should look up the whole uh, casket thing, man. Because <laughs> you know, I, I'm. I'm in the cap that believes that Valentine's Day should be like. <laughs> what? It's 
practical. <laughs> but now, now, that, now that I have this list, I could like pick and choose, I guess. <laughs> Seriously. I would go with that bouquet of carbs, man. That sounds delicious. <laughs> well, last year, I just got a, a like a four pack of um, Icelandic beer and like wrapped it up cute with flowers. Oh, that's right. And... Do, you, do you guys have big plans for this year? No, we don't really do Valentine's like oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's like a family thing. You guys are, you know I know. I mean? <laughs> like we're clearly related. We're not being romantic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. All right. As of this recording, it's currently 10, uh, 22 p.m. on February 11, 2020 in Manchester, New York, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And it's time we take a look and see what's up. I mentioned New Hampshire because at this time we're recording this is the New Hampshire primary in New Hampshire. I mean, the Democratic primary okay. in New Hampshire. That's well said. <laughs> you know, there is a certain senator from Vermont in that race. Speaking of Vermont, there's a Vermont bill that will bring emoji license plates to the U.S. Oh, Jesus Christ. Imagine having, like, emojis in the in your license plate. That's extra. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure, sure, been, I'm sure it'll be limited to, like, what kind of emojis are available. Yeah. yeah I, I'm sure I can't get the middle finger emoji, right? Or, or the eggplant emoji. Is that yeah. what you want to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't get eggplant water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, it's it's still it's still in, it hasn't been completely uh, sure. signed yet or whatever. Sure. Why not? And, and in terms in terms and in terms of like the the primary, I'm sure you'll you'll you hear what what happens, you know, by the by the media. No? Speaking of the media, Jesus Christ, uh, Viacom CBS is creating yet another streaming service. Oh, that's pretty right. Soon, I heard about this. So they have they currently have CBS All Access, right? Uh-huh. But they also have other things like Paramount Studios and uh, Viacom's. Right. Uh, networks and whatnot. Because they want ex- now they want to expand that demographic outside of the 70, 80 year old graph. You yeah. know what I mean? So <laughs> so there's gonna be another one that's coming out sometime in the near future where it's gonna combine all that together. Mm-hmm. CBS All Access, Paramount, Viacom, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's kinda like what HBO Max is doing sure. with, with their properties. And we're talking about Paramount TV, Paramount movies, right? And movies too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is you know, it's a lot. There's a lot of streaming services out there. Yeah. Speaking of a lot. Uh, Call of Duty, the video game, the user base increased from forty million dollars, forty million dollars, forty million yearly players to one hundred million players. Really, they gained wow. sixty more million players, all because they finally released a mobile version of Call of Duty. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because apparently, uh, mobile gaming is the way to go nowadays yeah. for kids and and people, I guess. That makes sense. And so now, Activision Blizzard, which owns Call of Duty. They're not, now their new focus is to make mobile games. Oh, okay. Yeah, so hmm. th- that's going to be a priority yeah. for them. It has to. Well, if you really game. want that World War II experience, it's nothing like your, you know, your cell phone. Your iPad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your I'm phone. Not, I'm not a big gamer, but is Call of Duty still even like a big deal in the gaming it's, world? Do, it's do not as big a deal as it was uh, years Back ago, day, but yeah. it still it still sells a lot. Yeah, they're still. I mean, clearly they have over 100 million players yeah. now. I guess, right. and that's just from six, and they get and they gained 60 just this past year. Yeah, but so. how many people play Fortnite? How many play Overwatch? That's that's what that's, that's what still a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All but, right. but remember, these, these these people they have to well, at the Overwatch you get to pay for the game as well. Mm-hmm. Fortnite is free. Yeah. Uh, but speaking you know, of paying, speaking of paying, I'll do your segues. <laughs> speaking of paying, uh, how about pay for a chicken sandwich that may not happen anyway type soon? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Chick Fil A, Popeyes, and McDonald's may soon have very bad news for customers, as in they may have run out of chicken. Because there's no chicken. That's chicken? so funny that you brought this up today because I actually went to Chick Fil A earlier and I had a chicken, the famed chicken sandwich. And I'll be honest, I, the chicken was good, but I'm not a big fan of chicken sandwiches. Oh. And I realized how, how not a big fan of chicken sandwiches I was because I couldn't. I wasn't even impressed by Chick Fil A. I just like ate the chicken patty in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like the buns were just like, well. Well, did you eat it there or take it to go? I took it to go. Yeah, you can't take Chick Fil A sandwiches. Wow, rules now. Yeah, minutes away like two minutes no, away. it shouldn't matter no it, it does i mean it shouldn't I'm, i know what you're saying but it, it does matter because in the bag it, it, it the buns gets very soggy and stuff it's not good you have to eat you have, you, if you can eat a chick-fil-a sandwich you have to eat it there and if mm. and i and by the way i understand they're very anti-lgbtq but i apologize i understand that but yeah rule of uh chick-fil-a uh you have to eat it at in the in the in the thing okay mm. oh, how about popeyes have you tried popeyes yet i i, I can't no. It's not, it's a horrible, it's not much of a story, but I came very close because I was driving by a Popeyes. The line wasn't that that long and stuff like that, but my nephew wanted to go. So, the the, so. the Ralph Report, which is another podcast that I listened to, um, yeah. they did a taste test between Chick-fil-A and Popeyes. Uh-huh. And they actually concluded that Popeyes 
have a better chick- uh, chicken sandwich. Mm. But anyways, really? so apparently uh, all these chicken sandwiches that you eat from this from this fast food place, right. they use little chicken. They use what? A little chicken. Hang on. Physically? Chick- like physically? smaller chickens. Like oh. spring chickens? Oh, okay. I don't know if it's spring chickens, but they're just they're now running out of those little chickens. Oh, it's like a species of chicken that's smaller? No, no, no they they kill it. They kill the chicken at a certain time. Oh, uh, well, it's young. Certain ti- yeah, a certain a spring time. chicken yeah, then. Yeah. Okay, sure. The breasts of smaller chickens are tastier and require less labor to insert into a sandwich. But why, That's they, why they use? But why are chickens. they less baby chickens? Are they getting abortions? I don't, I don't know. know what's going on. I don't are know. They, are they having <laughs> miscarriages? Grow into mature into adulthood, yeah. not like the massive Frankenstein yeah. chickens that we get nowadays that are almost like little turkeys. Yeah. So those 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 popular fast food places are running out of the smaller chickens, and which means that there'll be even less chicken sandwiches to go around. This you know what year. it is? It's because they're not allowing them to mature. They're for yeah. these chickens are not laying any eggs because yeah. they're not mature enough to I'm, lay eggs. I'm sure they have another batch of another batch of like other bigger chickens <laughs> around. Because I mean, <laughs> KFC needs to get the chicken somewhere, right? Also, I did hear uh, at least locally they, they they had to kill slaughter a bunch of chickens recent uh, recently because like coronavirus, last, something like that, some sort of not coronavirus. This is a while ago. <laughs> it was towards the end of. Is it the bird flu? Avian flu? I don't know what the reason was, but like towards the end of summer, like October, November, my nephew and I went to go to one of those uh, farms, you know, to buy like little baby chickens and stuff like that, you know, just to raise. But they said they they wouldn't get batched for a while because they had to. They recently had to kill a bunch of them because some salmonella. Some virus went through. Is this salmonella meat thing, not a chicken thing? Yeah, it's a chicken thing too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but regards to the news story, uh, Wendy's supposedly are not part of that. They say here. Wendy's is further enhancing the flavor and tenderness of its chicken by uh-huh. partnering with its suppliers to use 20% smaller birds, okay. far surpassing the standards of yeah. other restaurant brands. Okay. All right. Okay. Sure. Sure, Wendy's. I know. I know. They're probably hyping it up so that people will just, yeah. you know, go and and have that mentality that oh, they're going to run out soon. Yeah. We better go and try it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, but people people like their chicken sandwich. You know, this is product that they worship or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they're fans of. Speaking of oh, fans hey, of here product, here comes the Speaking of fans of a product, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, Team Brothers <laughs> spent eight years recreating Toy Story three with real toys using stop motion animation. No, eight years. Eight really? years. Really? They were they were fifteen and twelve years old, I believe, when they started it. Uh-huh. So add eight years. So there's twenty three uh-huh. and and twenty. All right. Now that now that they're, they're they just finished, uh-huh. you can watch the whole thing on YouTube right now. Until I'm assuming Disney's decided to like, you know what? Yeah, you can't have that online. Yeah. <laughs> Let's break your legs. <laughs> they only use their iPhones. They only use their iPhones. You know, that's insane. Yeah, so they have, they have a full led future yeah. uh, thing. How bummed out were they when the Toy Story Four came out? I was like, oh god damn it! What did the What did Toy Story Four now? God damn it! <laughs> no, I, I think I think they're done. But oh, I mean, okay. only, only I mean, two kids doing this is pretty impressive. Sure, why and stop motion. An iPhone, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. stop. Well, I mean, iPhones and any phones in general, they're they're pretty good at taking pictures. So oh, they're really low. Yeah. That's all you. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need. You just you stop motion. That's you only need yeah, to be able yeah. to get a good picture. You, you didn't hear what I said. I said, or oh, they're really lonely. They need to get late. <laughs> oh, they're really lonely. <laughs> they should. They want you. They should want to fraternity parties in college. I'm sure by the time they got a car, they go, we're still doing this. Uh, <laughs> we started it. We need to finish yeah, it. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Somebody introduced drugs to them. That's why I, I say. <laughs> introduced recreational drugs. <laughs> you know, if, if they don't get a job in the animation industry Seriously. after this, they, they wasted their time. Yeah. <laughs> they need to check out Blue Bathrooms. Yeah. That's what they need to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the link is on the show notes, folks, if you actually want to rewatch Toy Story 3. Buy them in sure. soft motion that they made eight years ago or eight years um, in the making, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's on the show notes or it's on you. Just Google it. Toy we Story get it. All right. Let's, in let's, real life. Let's get out of the segment. And that's what's up. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Before we move on to the next topic, just in case the listeners actually care, John Ming, where can people find you online? You can find me at uh, Twitter, J I A M I N G L I O U. Ruthie. Uh, Instagram at Grace thirteen one three and got uh, in line for event designs. Oh, that's it. You know, there's no more long sentence. Um, too tired today. <laughs> <laughs> it is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert five x five, and anything involving who, what, where, why dot com. If you want to send us a comment, head over to our Facebook page or our Instagram page or on our website itself. If you want to show your support, head over to who, what, where, why dot com slash support. 
to find out how. It's really easy. Uh, all we really ask for is share, like, and review, and tell people about this awesome podcast that you are listening to. Yeah. Music has been provided by the White Axis, found at thewhiteaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwhereswhy.com. All right, so we are going to be moving on to our review of Birds of Prey, a.k.a. Uh, Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey, or a.k.a. Birds of Prey colon and the fantabul- All right, we fantabulous get it. Uh, um, emancipation of movie. one Harley <laughs> Quinn. Yeah. Uh, Ruthie hasn't seen this movie, so why, why should Ruthie check this out or not check this out? Should she see it, though? It's a movie. Um, you don't have to see it in a theater. It, well, I don't know. I saw the trailer and I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. It's uh, it's not a movie you need to see in a theater or anything. Make, especially like in the winter. You, have to, you know, it's cold outside. It's one of those things you can wait until it, when it streams on Netflix or something like that. Uh, yeah. The thing is, it's, it's not uh, – I'll tell you this. It's not a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's not even a mad movie. It's just it's just sort of there. It's. Yeah. I was thinking about this. It's like uh, it's like Weight Watchers for movies. It's just empty calories. You know what I mean? I, I think you're you're. It's just bit... like a movie that you can watch in the background. Not even that. Not even that. I'm like Transformers. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I, I see. It is a kind of movie that you can watch in the background because you actually kind of have to pay attention to what's going on on the screen. Yeah, because there's a lot. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of action sequences. You yeah, know what I mean, the action sequences are great. Yeah, I love the action sequences. They're sure. fantastic. Why not? They're they're from the people who do John Wick. Mm-hmm. Okay, put it that way. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I think I like it a little bit more than jumping. I give it a solid B minus, and I liked it. I kind of expected to like it more, but right. I liked it. And Margot Robbie is fantastic yeah, as Harley right. Quinn. All the actors except one are terrific in this movie. Uh, the standout is Margot Robbie, the lady that pl- Ju- Julie Nee Somet plays Black Canary. Also, Ewan McGregor and the guy who plays yeah, Ewan McGregor Zazie. playing Joker. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah, basically. He's not playing Joker, but he's he's but basically. Uh, it's pretty much like he's making playing Joker. Yeah, it's a sub. Yeah, he, like he they didn't want what's his name back, so they literally subbed in a character. This basically the Joker, basically. Basically, basically, yeah. basically, uh-huh. basically. Also, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I uh, watch it for Margot Robbie, for Ian McGregor, for Joey the girl who plays Black Canary. Joni Somet, I think, is her name. Yeah, that. Yeah. And the action sequences. I love the action sequences. Yeah. Action sequences are Love fantastic. is a word. I wouldn't say love. Oh, it was good. great. I, I actually, yeah, it was like a more drunk version of John Wick. Uh-huh. Those action sequences. Uh-huh. It's also very colorful. It's a very colorful movie. Yeah. Actually, uh, what's weird about it is, uh, not weird, but uh, the aesthetics of it is from Suicide Squad. It's a, it, it's taken from Suicide Squad. It's a, it's a sequel to it. And the thing is, it's actually a better version. It's a more coherent version of Suicide Squad. It's about the aesthetics, you know what I mean? With the lighting, the the, remember the, the, the introduction letter uh, names and, and all that stuff. Uh, it's the same thing as a, a Suicide but it's done much better. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and and the niece of Dante Basco, you know, Rufio is is in this movie. Yeah, she plays uh, Cassandra Kane. She plays Cassandra Kane. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still here, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Okay, Ruthie, <laughs> uh, that's that that's that movie, a non-spoiler version. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll do some spoilers afterwards. Sure. So, uh, we'll talk next week. All right, Ruthie. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, bye, guys. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right. So now we go on spoilers of for Birds of Prey, the. And the fantabulous emancipation yeah, of one Harley Quinn, yeah. a.k.a. Birds of Prey, a.k.a. Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Uh, spoilers for that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll, I'll let my bird talk it. I'll do the spoiler warning. Okay. Spoilers! Spoilers! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and your one-man comedy show. <laughs> A warning! Spoilers coming out! Well, hopefully, you're, you're, hopefully you're entertained by this. I am entertained by this. Yeah. Here it is, spoilers for yeah. Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of One Hearted Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, Colin Birds of Prey. Yeah. Birds of Prey. This introduction is literally longer than the movie was. Good Lord. The movie could have been shorter. It was only an hour and 40 minutes. It could have been shorter. It could have been shorter. It could have been and a I, little bit longer the problem, to me. The, my problem with this movie is that I actually really enjoyed the second half of the movie, but then there's the first half to consider. Mm-hmm. The first half, my problem with the first half is... Is yes, it's very quirky and cute that that she's kind of like an unreliable narrat- a narrator mm-hmm. or 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 uh, in 
uncomprehensible narrator because yeah. she keeps jumping around like, yeah. oh wait, wait, let me tell you what what happened before yeah. this and kind of thing. And it kind of yes, I get it. She's crazy. Yeah. It makes sense that she will not, she will tell a story out yeah, of long, order, non-linear. Story, but yeah. for us audience members, we shouldn't have to be put up with that. Yeah, it, let just tell the story. And, and let us just deal with it, mm-hmm. which is what they did in the second half of the movie. The second half of the movie was pretty straightforward. Right. And it should have just been like that the whole movie. Mm-hmm. My whole thing with this movie, my if I had to describe this movie in one word, I would say toothless. It's an R movie. You know what I mean? But as I was watching, it didn't feel like an R movie at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously- like a very hard PG-13. Yeah, it's a very hard PG-13. This is just literally bits where you could just edit a little bit here and there and it would have been a, a perfectly fine PG-13 movie. But this movie is completely toothless. I just, I feel like when they started filming this movie, they didn't know if it was going to be an R or PG-13 so they kept towing this line and I think the movie suffered from it. You know what I mean? It's like, the thing is, the movie's obviously going for a Deadpool, it's obviously going for a John Wick vibe but when you, when I watch Deadpool and John Wick, I'm constantly surprised and and, and and just like uh, taken aback by the action and the the R rate the R of it all you know what I mean and this one no, no it's just it was just flat it was just toothless it just the movie just sort of sat there the story uh, even even it even though the non-linear thing they all kind of hooks up at the end the writing's not very good it's not it's it's not very good you know what I mean it could have been better it yeah. it felt like a movie that needed another pass through in terms of the writing and directing. Right. And it's not as funny as it thinks it is. It's yeah. not it's as not clever. As as it is, yeah. yeah the, the, Although, uh-huh. can, I, can I point out my favorite joke in the movie? Favorite joke in the movie, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winston shows up, you know, and, and she yes. asks, she looks, right. she looks for what's his face or whatever. And then the guy goes, who are you? It's yeah. like, they call me. And then it cuts to all these scenes where, where she's killing people with her she's crossbow. Yeah. And they go, the crossbow killer, yeah. the crossbow killer. The crossbow killer. You know, they call me. Then they kind of get the crossbow killer, the crossbow yeah. killer. Huntress, yeah, you know, and it's funny it's because as a, as a comic book person, I know she's gonna say Huntress, right? But the fact that they showed the sequences where people kept saying crossbow killer, mm-hmm. she should be saying crossbow killer. And the scene with her practicing in front of the mirror is very funny. It yeah. shows kind of how awkward she is and stuff like that. My whole thing about it, uh, I'll, I'll just go back to the couple points of, of it being toothless. I'll, I'll give you some examples. Uh, at one point, uh, what do you call it? Uh, she gets the hyenas. You know, the hyenas she gets from... It's uh, homage to the, the cartoon series, right? right? Right, If you have a hyena in the first act, you pay that off eventually in the third act, right? The hyenas will do it. Something hyena. That'll, that'll be no. for the sequel. Yeah, but no. <laughs> no, no, no payoff. If you have a kid who swallows a diamond and you need her to poop, in an R movie, you follow that up, you know, with a poop scene and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, I'm not saying it has to imitate like a Deadpool. It doesn't have to imitate like gross-out movies. But the Deadpool but, would have done that. Yeah, but, right. it, but it has to have some punch to it it has to have some pizzazz you know what i mean it has to have some sort of showmanship with the r if you have an r rating you have to use it and stuff like that it, like, it is almost like it's the opposite of deadpool 2 yeah. deadpool 2 was was r and then they made a pg-13 of it yeah but this one seemed like it was a pg-13 movie and then they realized oh it can be r and yeah. then they added some a little bit more r elements right. to it but not that much and some of the story i i don't you maybe help me out with this scene at one point, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Black Mask. Sionis. He, si- si- he's he's like he's uh, he's he's punching uh, what do you call it? Harley Quinn to uh, to force her to get that whole that get the diamond back in the police station, and she has that uh, what do you call it? Dream sequence. The dream sequence with Marilyn. Monroe. What? How did it fit in with the rest of the story? What? What did that accomplish and stuff like that? Because it's wacky and and that's cookie. all it was. That's all it was. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Like like she's gets knocked out and she has a dream sequence that she's Marilyn Monroe doing. You know, a diamonds are the girl's that's, best that's, friend's dance sequence. Again, that's just to me. It's just them thinking it's clever than yeah, it is. It that's doesn't, true. It doesn't land. I like it's more jokes that doesn't land. That the whole host running joke of she just wanted uh, a cheese cheese sandwich it doesn't hit I heard it lands really well in New York really because <laughs> New York's all about yeah. bodega sandwiches and also the uh, Rihanna Montoya thing where she's like she quotes a, she, she's quoting 80s uh, cop uh, movies or some of that that joke doesn't land it's just like it's just again all I, for like an hour half the movie to me it just, just sat there it's just flat you know what I mean it just no uh, and yeah, no, no, I, I, I get you. Like, like yeah. I said, I have, I like, I like the movie a little bit more than you did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it seemed like there's a lot of like um, opportunities that this movie doesn't take, right. and it totally could have taken. And the jokes don't don't seem as funny as, like you said, as they think it is. Right. Right. Although there are some funny jokes, like, and, I, and I mentioned my favorite one, and a lot, of, a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with Mary, Mary, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winston. Yeah, her her characters is actually 
pretty thought through. Yeah. She's a satire of the revenge flick mm-hmm. chick kind of thing. And and that's why she's awkward throughout the whole thing because she's playing somewhat serious, but mm-hmm. at the same time, she's not in a serious movie. Right. So the balance that she plays in it is actually I pretty f- solid. I feel like they needed more. Whatever scenes they had of her, they should just stuck it back in and stuff like that. Because she disappears for like uh, most of the movie and stuff like that. She yeah. comes out towards the end. I thought her character, I needed to see more of and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, what, what I also needed to see more is more of uh, the chemistry between between uh, Cassandra Kane and Harley Quinn. Right. Because, I mean, they, they obviously, the, obviously the heart of the movie is their relationship. Right. But when they quote-unquote broke up, yeah. It was. I didn't really feel that. I'm like, um, again, okay. that's a, that's another example of bad writing. Because in the, in the first act, you learn a couple of things about the character Harley Quinn. In the in the introduction, the anime introduction, you kind of recap where her character is. You find out she comes from a, a abusive parent, like her dad's abusive, right? Right. And then the other part of the second act for Cassandra Kane, you feel like she is a, what do you call it? She is a, a foster child. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She, her, her foster parents are very abusive and stuff like that. Her, you know, you can hear the foster dad does not want her and stuff. So, okay, so you have those two things set up. And then in the second act, when the two characters are together and they have, like, you know, dialogue, they tr- they're trying to, you know, exchange. And the thing is, they you don't know, talk bonding. about that. Yeah, there's no follow-up. That's the perfect opportunity. The dialogue uh, that Harley Quinn, that, that they have is about Harley Quinn and where she is. Stuff the audience already knows from the, you know, the, the intro and stuff like right. that. That's, to me, that's bad writing. And also, another example of bad writing is, like, at the end, the whole crux of the movie to me is about uh, female empowerment. You know, all these women have been, uh, what do you call it, have been, uh, uh, they live in an unjust world. It's a toxic male world and stuff like that. And then Carly Quinn's big speech at the end is for them to unite and f- to fight it together. Especially, they could have made a, a stronger point of them protecting the next generation of Cassandra K. But they, they don't really focus on that. And the other th- thing I didn't like about the writing is, her argument to convince all these women to come together and face black masks and stuff like that is one of survival. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one, yeah. You know, it's about fighting, literally fighting, surviving this next. Yeah. It, it wasn't really women empowerment. It was right. Exactly. Vi- not, visually, it is. Mm-hmm. Thematically, it's not really. They right. just try to survive. There's no emotional oomph to it all. There's, you know what I mean? They're, they're not connecting on an emotional level. You know what I mean? It's it's them connecting for just pure survival and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and in 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 many ways, the dialogue where they they team up. Like Harley Quinn does a little speech. Oh, we should team up, yeah. right? As audience member, our reaction is exactly the same way as Mary, Mary Elizabeth Huntress's reaction. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's yeah. very casual. Yeah. Sure, I, I yeah. guess if that's what they're doing. Yeah, sure. It just proves they weren't unlike uh, other uh, ensemble movies. They have they were. And uh, let's go back to Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Two, Deadpool had a good ensemble movie. Yeah. Deadpool too. Did. I was gonna say Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, yeah, Guardians yeah, the too, way they weave all the different lines, how the characters are related uh, thematically, arrayed, uh, uh, aligned with each other, and they all come together. It's just this movie just doesn't have that and stuff. It just doesn't have it. But I think Deadpool two also is a good comparison because because Deadpool two he had to find a team that actually kind of doesn't really like him, right? And then they they join up together. They become they have chemistry as a team at the end. Yeah. And it's convincing. This one, not so much. Yeah. It, it wasn't as convincing as it should have been. Yeah. Oh, I saw one. But another example of again, this 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 script doesn't just doesn't have enough bite. When uh, Harley Quinn realizes uh, what do you call it, the Chinese uh, restaurant owner uh, betrayed her. Mm-hmm. That thing, he just sort of walks away. Yeah. The, the 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 thing just kind of polit- deflates. I thought she was gonna murder him, punch him in the face, or do something. It's like every at the end of every thing, there's no. There's no there's no punch to it. No, it's like I said, toothless. And that's the main problem with this movie as well is that it reminds us that she's supposed to be a villain, right. but it doesn't treat her like a villain. Yeah. She's she's supposed to be the the antihero that we're supposed to be sympathetic with, yeah. you know. And and that's the reason why she doesn't retire violently right. to anybody else yeah. because she's supposed to be we're supposed to be sympathetic to her. Yeah, which I think is it's a problem I always have with like uh, properties that try to make the villain the hero. Right. And this is doing the exact same thing. She goes to the police station with beanbags. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. As opposed to actual real guns, you know, whatnot. And I'll give you an example. Uh, this is a recommendation. If you look at Harley Quinn the on the DC app, the DC animated show, that one has real bite to it. It right. has a real teeth. It really uses that R, R ratings. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of cursing. There's, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's, there's a joke about finger banging and stuff like that yeah. involving teenagers. There's one episode where there's a mass, massive carnage, right? And... 
the thing is, that episode had also had magical elements, so they could have walked back this mass murder. I'm not a murder of children and stuff like that, but they don't walk it back because, you know, they lean into that R rating and stuff like that. Right. And they lean to the fact that she's a psychotic person that you're not supposed to like. Yeah. Not, uh, I'll give you more examples where just like this, this, this movie just has no teeth. There's a scene where a very, it starts out very spooky, is where Black Mass has that lady. He, he, he thinks the, the, the lady at the bar is like laughing at him, right? right so he right. makes him go undress, makes her, her, her date undress her and stuff like that. But again, there's no pizzazz, there's no punchline yeah, to it. Yeah, to be like, fair, I actually didn't want to see that. Yeah, but still, there has to be some sort of bite to it. And another thing where the, he murders the Japanese he was, family. He, I, thought, I thought it was tense enough as it is. I thought, again, this is just not enough. Not for our rating and stuff like that. Not, it's not, not enough for me. And there's another scene, I could argue that's yeah. because. Uh, female writer, female director. Right. They probably, well, not, just, they, not, probably, they probably said like, you know what, this is enough. Yeah. Like, like uh, rape saying, culture kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not saying it, the 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 focus could, should have been on her. It could have been focused on her date too. You know what I mean? I'm not just saying, I'm not saying go for the obvious. I just I'm just I'm just looking for something extra. You know what I mean? Another example is the the fa- Japanese family. They get murdered. They get a face uh, cut off and stuff like that. Right. Again, this is this to me is, a, is like a homage, a playoff version of our dogs. You know what I mean? At some point, I thought. The the serial killer was I mean the murderer was gonna wear the face or see something like that but again there's no punch to it just I don't know it just seems lacking but that wasn't the tone of the movie they were shooting for but I mean, even, have, though, even though it could have been but then why why have R rating why have R rating and stuff like that but I think it's because of Deadpool yeah they wanted they wanted to get a Deadpool crowd and go hey we're yeah. doing our own Deadpool yeah. that's rated R R's rated yeah. R too come and watch our movie kind of thing my guess is she pushed for R but they didn't know if they're going to get that R when they started filming so they, like they were they were yeah. kind of reserved yeah and, and I understand why she wants to fight for it she wants to she wants to set a precedent where an action movie our action movie can be led by by women and stuff like that I understand that it's a, it's a I love the intention I love the, yeah. the thought but the execution of it, it's like I just like I I just kept sitting there w- yeah. wanting more and stuff like it, that. It, it, it's it's definitely half big. Like I said, I gave it, but I think it's more than just like an average movie for me personally. And mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. Yeah. it. It was just it just could have been more. And like I said, yeah. I gave it a B minus. Yeah. You know, so so and and Margot Robbie is fantastic yeah. as Harley Quinn. She yeah. is like the living embodiment of a Harley Quinn. I so I do want to mention the things I did like. She's great in it and stuff. Right. I, the, the writing the writing that I did like is when she she's she they lean into the fact that she's a psychiatrist, so she'll break down yeah. other characters using her her uh, what do you call it her psychiatry skills and stuff like that. I like I said Black Canary is great. I like the dynamic between uh, Ewan McGregor and the his, his oh uh, Zaz yeah I like yeah. Zaz. I like the fact that. Uh, he's like the the little devil that's on his shoulder. He's whispering things to him that, to make him worse. You know what I mean? He's he's like the devil and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He, uh, as an aside, I'll say I know a lot, not a lot of a lot of I know a lot of Batman fans didn't really like Gotham because mm-hmm. it changed things too much. Yeah. But Zaz in Gotham is spectacular. Yeah. This Zaz here is really good. I like the yeah. chemistry between the characters. Like, like I said, Black Canary is great. I like Huntress. I wish there was more, I was just wish there was more of Huntress and stuff like that. Uh, what else? Was, though, I I do want to mention one more negative thing because I I love Rosie Perez, but I don't think she did. I don't. She's the one actor or actress that I I didn't like her choices because really? I it, yeah. At one point, in certain scenes, she's tough, uh, hard as nails. That's been that's been kind of like mistreated in the world. She can't advance. But one, but there are other scenes where you, if you look at her, she's playing a very mousy. You know what I mean? She's very timid and sh- and shy for some reason. I don't know what she was going for. I don't. I didn't get it. So I didn't have a problem. Yeah. The actress, I didn't really have a problem. It's just that the follow through just doesn't really follow through. Yeah. And although, like I said, the action sequences are great. I like. I love watching the action sequences. I might watch it again just for the action yeah. sequences. It's well. It's all well choreographed and stuff like that. It's all. Uh, it's it's well. It's good. The action sequences yeah. are really good. The action sequences are really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just imagine if they could just go even more all out. Because mm-hmm. I, I heard I heard the team behind John Wick did the. Yeah, and then they for reshoot they actually got the guy who did it oh, okay. to come back and, and reshoot some stuff mm-hmm. to make it even better. Yeah, kind of thing. I mean, it's all all choreographed. It's all I liked all the flips that she does. I like the there's one scene where she bounces the 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 bat off the ground and it hits the head and comes back to her or something like that. Mm-hmm. I like all that stuff. It's all fine. I just wish again. I wish they would have leaned into more of the art. It should, you know, what I mean, because when John Wick's like uh, when John Wick's does when. Goes full John Wick. It leans into the art, uses the art. You know, it's for a very stylized violence. This one is is good, but you can tell it's kind of, it's just, it's just, it feels like it's yeah. It, they're, it's, they're holding, they're purposely holding, holding themselves back. back. Yeah. yeah, they're purposely holding themselves back because they were they're afraid yeah. like to said, piss off parents. I, I guess yeah, I I definitely don't think they they knew they were gonna get an art when they were filming it. You know what I mean? Or they filmed it in a couple of different ways where 
uh, it could be an R rating or a thir- PG-13. It's but Margot Robbie kept on saying that she wanted an R movie. You figured right. the studio would just say, you just do an R movie. Yeah. But the thing is, is that was a my whole thing is I think that was a continuous conversation throughout filming and editing and stuff like that. I don't think she won that battle until like very late in the process. You know what I mean? Because like I said, with, with a few edits, a few, take out a few f bombs, this could be a PG thirteen movie pretty easily and stuff. Yeah. The only th- exception I would, the only thing I know for sure they would have to really heavily edit is when Huntress murders the mobster at the beginning when he has the blood's coming out and he's, he's suffocating. That's that to me was that's a funny graphic. gag too. Yeah. Every time she does that, she always goes. Do you remember who I am? Yeah. Like, how is he supposed to answer? Yeah. He has a freaking crossbow. Yeah. He has a freaking bone yeah. in his freaking yeah. neck. So, like I said, the Hunter stuff, I, I actually yeah. quite enjoyed the Hunter stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know, of course, Hardy Quinn is great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, um, it could have been better. That's all. Yeah. It could have been better, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But I'm, I didn't hate it either. I didn't hate it. I just, I, I just like, sec- like, you know, my, my standard is if I really liked the, enjoyed the movie, I would buy mm-hmm. the home copy. I'm, like, not even sure if I'm going to buy the home copy at yeah. this rate. So it's like it's like it is like a it's underwhelming in that sense. Yeah. Like I was all in ready to like the movie. It's just the fact that it didn't live up to that expectation. Yeah. I have no desire or expectation to watch it again. So what's like what's weird is that the uh, two people sitting next to me in the movie theater actually left halfway through. Honestly, which, which is disappointing yeah. for them because the best part of the movie is yeah. the second half of the movie. They left right before the police the police fight scene, and that's I, the best part of the movie. What's really weird is because people online of, of the sixteen hundred people that I follow online, the the reaction has been mostly positive. Mostly positive, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, that's a very that's a big contrast to my audience reaction too, because my audience. In general, I think it was pretty flat. I mean, I don't think mine people, too. People left kind of disappointed. It's like yeah. I think people wanted to like it. People wanted yeah. to like, it, but yeah, people left basically like I had. I think everybody had the same reaction I did. Like it was kind of underwhelming and stuff. Yeah, like it was that. like yeah. that's the movie. Yeah, it, yeah. it was like a little movie. Yeah. Also, also want to mention one thing too. As I was watching it, I, I just I was just thinking ahead. The cinema, uh, cinema, uh, cinema score. Cinema, no, that's not the uh, everything wrong with this. Uh, oh, cinema sins. Cinema sins video for this is gonna be very very obnoxious and stuff like that. It's, yeah. There's a lot of weird things that they did. At one point, uh, there's like a uh, the sprinklers go off right, and she's all dripping wet. Next scene, she's completely dry and stuff yeah. like that. And there's a scene where what do you call? It? She walks off to go to go fight in the in the police station. But then at the same time, birds uh, birds of prey, uh, no black canary calls uh, Raymond Toria, saying that uh, what do you call? It? Hey, uh, you have to uh, protect Cassandra Kane. But at that point, the fight has already started and stuff like that. So the timing doesn't work out. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's yeah. things like that. But see, speaking Raymond Toria, sim- oh sorry, gets thrown out a window and she crawls back in and they don't, exp- you know, kind of explain how she. It's it's like they wanted to be a cartoon, and but at the same time they kind of <laughs> didn't even do it. <laughs> Because it, 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 it doesn't help that there's a more superior cartoon version of Harley yes. Quinn, and we're not ref, we're not even referring to the animated series. We're I mean the Batman animated series. We're referring to the yeah. the new Harley Quinn cartoon in DC Universe. Yeah, that's really good. If uh, you're into Harley Quinn, you should watch a DC anime. It's literally the same story. It's about Harley Quinn uh, breaking up with the Joker and getting a crew you mean together, having a fantabulous emancipation. Yeah, exactly. But that Harley <laughs> Quinn TV show is fantastic. It literally it's almost the same story. Yeah, like a lot of people cite like they like this movie because it's violent, it's, it has cursing yeah. and all that stuff. But like, if you like that, you should watch the cartoon yeah. in these universes. The fact it's that's it's a great show. And I people have mentioned the f bombs and I can't remember any. Actually, I can't remember any of the cursing in it and stuff like that. Yeah, there were there were some, but there were a lot. Because the Again. first the first time she cursed, like, oh, she can curse. That's right. You know, yeah. that, that kind of thing. But it doesn't happen often enough. Yeah. Often Again, enough. that goes into my theory. Like, I don't think they knew they, they weren't positive to get already. Because otherwise they would lean. Maybe the, the reshoots were the R stuff. Yeah, maybe that's probably it. The, yeah. the reshoots were the R stuff, and maybe. then they they originally started PG thirteen, and yeah. then and then they re, they went for reshoots, and up oh, let's put so let's put some R stuff. Toothless. That's my description. It's just oh, toothless. also it didn't have the typical superhero budget. It's like a ninety million yeah. budget. Yeah. I mean, famously, a lot of people said that that oh this failed because it only made thirty something million in the opening weekend, and it cost ninety million dollars to make. Yeah. As opposed to Ford versus Ferrari, which cost ninety million dollars to make and also only opened at thirty something million, and that was considered a success. Yeah. You know, it's like the the, the, the contrast is like, well, this is a superhero movie, you expect more money, yeah. and then one is just a drama, and you don't. So it's like, wait, what's the, the problem? You know, the, the, uh, I can see the argument for because we do live in a world of franchises. You know, what I mean, we do live in a world where uh, what do you call it? Every movie that Marvel makes is a is a potential franchise, you know, right. what I mean? of a sequel, a trilogy, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. But uh, how, what's the truth in the search engine optimization thing? Where, hmm? birds? Okay, they say that Birds of Prey 
the title itself oh, right, is right. not SEO, which is search engine optimiz- optimization right. or optimized kind of thing. Yeah. That's why they're changing it now to Harley Quinn colon Birds right. of Prey because people Google Harley Quinn and go, oh, it's that movie. Yeah, but I, I've Are to... people that dumb? Yeah, and all the things I've... This that issue aside, I I do feel like they dropped the ball as far as like promotion anyway. Because I don't remember seeing uh, a second trailer for it until like early January. And yeah, stuff like that, they, they they really milked the first trailer a lot. Right, and then and then they just recently released the second right. trailer, which is surprising because the first trailer didn't win me over at all. Right, it was the second trailer that did. Yeah, right. So I I, I really think it is uh, the studio's mistake in how they released this yeah. movie. Uh, the first trailer wasn't that good. The second Mark trailer was, but good, yeah. it was already too late. The title of the movie will only confuse yeah. the regular people. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that movie about? Birds yeah. of Prey, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So it'll be really telling to see how the second weekend goes and right. see if it makes the same amount, which means it's a, the, the name change is a success because right. they were able to not have as much of a drop. Right, and my whole thing is like, uh, what, do you, what was I? Saying? And, and my whole thing is like, remember, w- the math is usually, hey, if your budget is like ninety five million, which is this is, it's usually like a one to one to promotions. You know what I mean? If they find right. ninety five million, just double it, and that's how much they make. To, right, to exactly. but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like they spent like ninety five dollars on promotion this, for this movie. It feels like they spent maybe fifty something like that. You know what I mean? Supposedly they spend more actually. Did they really? The the, the, like the, the the trades the trades are saying they need yeah. to make over two hundred just to so to, so overall. Uh, just to kind of a big picture kind of thing, uh, the DC universe. It's one of those things where it's like one step forward, one step back. Joker, I didn't think it was a good movie, but at least it made tons of tons of money. It made tons of money. The yeah. Shazam was was a really fantastic movie, but it didn't make that much. You know what I mean? And this one, but it was, but it was well received. It was well received and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And this one seems like it was well received by the critics, but it's not well received by the audience for some reasons. No, but the audience also seemed to like it, but not the ones. Do they? I think I think I think like Do it they? in quotes. Like they didn't love it, yeah. but like me, they liked it. You yeah. know. And also, I just want to mention too. I mean, this might be me being a sexist, a dick, and stuff like that for some reason. But I did feel like when I saw the reviews come in uh, two weeks ago, it just it just seemed like people wanted to like it. You right. know what I mean? It doesn't seem like the enthusiasm was there. I I read a lot of titles to start off with. I really wanted to like it, but yeah. there's a lot of that online. Yeah. Well, they're enthusiastic, but it seems like to me the language they're using is kind of coded, like saying. It's like that's that's fine, it's fine. But it seemed like they they didn't want to put it down because it's one of few. Oh, also wanted to mention this too. Uh, it don't listen to my review in the sense that hey, this movie was made by a female producer. It was direct directed and uh, written by a, a women. Uh, it was it start as a female cast and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. should pe- people out there should find reviews. Uh, a reviewers of, of of women, you know what I mean? Right. You should seek Agreed. out. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe it's just maybe I have a bad take on it. You know what I mean? It's more than possible. You know what I mean? So yeah. Well, my only my only review really is based on the fact that it's it's obviously seems to be in trying to be Deadpool. Right. So I'm basing it on that. Yeah. So if you compare Deadpool two and this one, I think it's fair. You know, it's like it doesn't yeah. compare as well. You yeah. know, because because there's a there's a superior product yeah. of Deadpool, yeah. and Harley Quinn is not it. It's a fair comparison because it deliberately because I think it this the DNA of this movie it. It's taken from Deadpool, taken from John uh, John Wick. It's taken well, from the action sequences are yeah, but it, the, but the comedy and the tone and the the, the and also uh, the uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, the Pulp Fiction of it all and stuff like that. Right, there is a very urban underground kind of uh kind of vibe to it too and stuff. They shot it in Los Angeles, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there is that vibe too. I think, and those are fair comparisons because that's what they're kind of going for. Yeah, yeah. So. They're trying to be a Deadpool, but they kind of didn't really hit the mark. Yeah, and I'm even comparing it to Deadpool two, which is not as good as the first one, and it doesn't meet that mark. Yeah. you know, it's like they need to try again. Yeah, they need they need to embrace what she can actually do, and not just try to imitate Deadpool and yeah. then and then go. If you want a Deadpool Harley Quinn, watch the cartoon. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that, that is that's pretty much what it is. The cartoon, the cartoon is fantastic. It's yeah. legitimately fantastic. The humor. Is really edgy, really revolutionary, and stuff like that. It's really, 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 really good. It's fantastic. Big thumbs. Whatever money you would have spent on the Harley Quinn, the movie, I, just spend it on the DC Afro yeah. a month or stuff like that. But, but, but since you brought the women stuff, I really think people should support the movie. Yeah. Because we really do need to have more movies from this point of view. Yeah. You know, we do Absolutely. strong female characters. And Harley Quinn, Michael Robbie is amazing as Harley Quinn. Yeah, she's great. If anything else, she, watch it for her, watch it for the actress. Because she is, she deserves all the accolades yeah. for her portrayal for Harley Quinn. Because she really is. Like, people look at Heath Ledger and think Joker. Yeah. If you look at Margot Robbie, you're going to think Harley Quinn. It's yeah. just, 
There's just no ifs or but. That's just the yeah. way it it's is. It's a defining role. It's, it's a very that. defining role. Yeah, yeah I just wish the... I'll, I'll mention the director, Kathy Yang, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It does feel like... Asian, too. I, ho- yeah, I hope she gets, a, <laughs> I hope she gets a, another opportunity for a big budget, or I hope she gets more, more would, work. Would that, would that help? Would, if they if they increase the budget for this movie, would that have made a difference? I don't know. If it, I think... I don't think the problem is with the budget. I think it's with the writing and stuff. Like that. And the writer, the writer is from uh, Bumblebee, which a movie both of us liked. Yeah, right? Bumblebee was. Good. I like actually like Bumblebee more than this one. So uh, yeah, it is Bumblebee's better. It's but just, see, I think Bumblebee they knew exactly what they were doing with right. it. 80s property, and they're going to yeah. try and emulate the 80s stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there there's some background. There's a background dealings with Warner Brothers and the people behind this movie yeah. on how to produce this movie. Yeah. Uh, rated R versus PG-13 yeah. and and then the, the, all the comedy stuff and yeah. all that stuff. I really think there's a backstory to how this movie came out. Yeah. Came into, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the most part, I liked it, didn't hate it, and that's much better than what we could say about Suicide Squad. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh by the way. <laughs> yeah, if you want to retextualize this in the context of, as a follow-up to Suicide Squad, this is leaves and balance much oh. better. Suicide Squad is one of the best, one of the worst movies I've seen in the yeah. last ten years. And the best thing about Suicide Squad was Harley Quinn, and yeah. here she is. Yeah, and like yeah. I said, it picks, it takes the aesthetics of Suicide Squad and actually does a better version of it and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, but it's toothless, unfortunately. Yeah, that's it should have been better. Yeah, this is just this is the word I keep coming down, coming back to. It's just, it's just, it's just toothless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So what are you gonna do? All right. Well, there you go. That's uh, Birds of Prey. Don't and do it. The fabulous no. of what you, you, you do, you I'm just gonna walk out. Thank you. All right, all right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. This was episode 275 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Worse Why Network.